Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day, great evening, weekend, whenever it is you're listening to this. We are midway through February, but that is where I'm going to stop the small talk because uh, podcast is dropping a day late. I had a few people ask about it. Here it is. Joining me this week on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Josh Price. Now, Josh is down in Thief River Falls. He's been wrestling since about 2007, so we talk all about that, talk about getting involved with wrestling, and we talk about what he's doing with Destination Pro Wrestling down in Thief River Falls. They're running shows down there, putting on great cards, and they've got another show coming up April 15th that he talks about, drops a couple of the uh, couple names of people who are going to be there, so it's uh, I was very stoked to hear one of them. So we talk all about that and talk about wrestling and about how incredibly awesome the great Muda is. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Josh Price. Always like to find out where your love of wrestling first came, what your first exposure was to everything. So my first exposure, weirdly, pro wrestling has always kind of been there for me in my whole life growing up. Like one of my first memories as a child is a weird promo of macho man you know that picture of him sitting by the lake on a dock (laughs) yes i weirdly remember that watching like a tape of that growing up okay and at my dad's apartment or house or something and then my mom's brother my uncles loved wrestling those were the ones i was really close with and our connection was wrestling Mm -hmm. and me and my actual father are so personality wise different pro wrestling was always what connected us okay so this has been something that's always been in my life and i've always loved it never questioned anything else so then you're you really kind of grew up with the tail end of like the 80s throughout all of that i am one of those bastard 80 childs yes where i'm born in 89 okay technically (laughs) i'm the 80s but i was born i was was raised in the 90s yeah but I'm also a big person on history of professional wrestling, so mm-hmm. I go in the back. I was old is new, but I like the new stuff too. So I'm not one of those people either. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because when I was kind of like you know going through your Twitter checking stuff out, like the amount of like older like Japanese stuff that you you know like retweet onto yep. your feed, and I'm like that was stuff I never grew up with. So to me, that's all new, and I've been going back watching it, and I love what I see. There's so much great stuff. It's, it's so much fun. When when did you first get into that? Japanese wrestling, man, is weird because like uh, I was a uh, a little known wrecker fact is my I have a mark tattoo like a super mark tattoo, and is my right arm is a sleeve dedicated to the Great Muda. Incredible like, on my forearm. I don't know if you can see it on camera here, but this is Muda right here. Mm-hmm. And he like blows mists into certain aspects of his old masks. And I was like, so WCW, great Muda, and then just snowballs down that way. And then like when I was a teenager starting to get out of like normal wrestling, yeah, like WWE, 
uh that's when ring of honor came up there so then noah came in there and that brings you to the all japan and then it just wrestling's awesome if you just go down one tunnel it takes you to a wild world and there's so much great stuff like i remember seeing muda when he first showed up in wcw and to me this like this guy you know he's from japan he's got the face paint and it rests the complete different style than what you're seeing and it mm-hmm. was just it was like breathtaking almost like just to see that same with like juice and liger someone you weren't familiar with you know to see yeah. those two it was great Especially, like, it was an episode of nitro where uh muda wrestles the giant yes. and he goes to pick him up for the choke slam and he misses him and i'm like that's the coolest goddamn thing ever. <laughs> Even like later on, uh, this is just, we'll just praise great Muda throughout this whole thing, but there was a, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> there was an episode where it was uh, when Muda and Vampiro kind of teamed up and they yep. faced off with like, I think it was Kidman and Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd never seen that. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, you got these four in the ring. You've got chronic on commentary. And I'm just like, I love everything about this. It's fantastic. Even a funny thing for me is I was a juggalo as a teenager and he was working with ISP. I'm like, this is the best. Yes. This is the best. <laughs> I'm waiting for ICP to show up in AEW just so they can have been in everywhere. And they have. I'll be set. They, they have to. It would only make sense. <laughs> So, I mean, you're a fan throughout. I mean, did you ever take a break from wrestling? Because I'm like, most people kind of drift away and come back. But was that uh, the same case for you? Weirdly. So as a, I would say, ruthless aggression, like 05-ish, I slowly, I wasn't as interested. But then I discovered Ring of Honor, yeah. TNA. And that was when those were on the rise. And then the indies and Fucking indie wrestling became a thing in my life. And uh, so, guess in reality, so you think I'm 15 starting to get date girls. Uh, I'm showing them like AJ Styles and Abyss steel cage matches. <laughs> what a, I'm lucky I'm a married man with kids nowadays. <laughs> but, so, I guess no, wrestling is never really, it might have fallen not priority. Yeah. But it's always been. Well, I mean, when you were first looking into getting into wrestling, I mean, that was uh, 2008-ish? So I started training for wrestling in November of 2007. Okay. Straight out of high school. So, I mean, things are different now. I mean, most people, Mm -hmm. I mean, in Minnesota, they'll go to, you know, uh, Ken Anderson School, like nowadays. But back in 2007, 2008, what was it like to get involved with wrestling? (laughs) So if I could go back and tell myself younger what to do would not have been the way I did it. Okay. Uh, I would have said, get out of where you live. Uh, I met the, I went to a friend that I met working at Walmart, uh, showed me, Hey, there's an indie show at this thing. We, cause we'd talk like impact on stuff on break. He's like, Oh, there's an indie show in uh, Greenbush, Minnesota. It was a small thing. I never knew there was even the things in this area. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. And I went there and I talked with the trainer or the owner. Uh, I'm not going to put his name out there because he don't need the credit. But I was so, ever since I was a kid, wrestling is all I've ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I always knew, you know, you talk to the guy who runs it and go from there. So I met the first guy and I was trained on a Native American reservation. 
Okay. As you guys call a reserve for some reason. Yeah. They'll, in places here, they'll uh, refer to it as a reserve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was trading up there and like it was like a once a month, maybe like I would have to like, hey, can we go train a little more? And we do it in the back of his house. Uh, he worked like security at some like the community center. So we'd put up the training there and I'll give it this. It was my, it taught me basics mm-hmm. and it got my foot in the door, but like starting out when I was, there was no like Academy in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Now knowing more of the Minnesota people, there was things available, but I did not know all of them yeah. being where I'm from. Cause uh, North, uh, Northwestern Minnesota, there is nothing, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. It is uh, when uh, my Canadian friends would ask me, like, "Oh, where are you located?" I'm like, "Oh, over in Northwest Minnesota." Oh, why don't you come up here? Well, DUI <laughs> that stopped me for a while. <laughs> but I was like, "I," li- they're like, "Oh, we're you're so like they'll com- be complimentary of me," and they're like, "Oh, why don't you travel more places?" Because like, I live in the black hole of professional mm-hmm. wrestling. There's nothing around. At least mm-hmm. the- now that's changing. Thank God. And so there's a lot more options. And like, I think the accessibility, I'm kind of all over the place anyway on this. That's okay. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's got some flow to it, so it works. So like, uh, my oldest son has expressed interest in becoming a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he now has, not just from me, like being able to point and like give him tips and show him how to do things. He also know he already knows of black and brave in mm-hmm. iowa he has that already planned out like smart on him and he like mm-hmm. even had college planned into it like where he's like oh i can go to college in iowa and i guess like he has a grandma that lives in iowa and i was like god kids smarter than i am mm-hmm. so, that's good and so there's a lot more uh awareness to properly ran schools where you're not getting dumped on your neck by some guy that looks like a hot dog in a broken <laughs> sausage thing well, I mean, when you were training at with this guy, you know, the once a month training, were you having to pay for all of this too? I did. I gave him a, a lump sum of front, okay. which should have been the warning right there, five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But as a just gra- freshly graduated high school student, that was all the money I had, so I gave it to him and did what I thought was the proper thing. Even two thousand seven, five hundred dollars was a lot back then compared to now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I should have known something. Cause mm-hmm. I knew of like ring of honor had a school and team 3d was just starting their school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in contact with the Lance storm one, but that just logistically, I couldn't make sense at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I would have like, if I would have been a little more patient and really went to a, properly trained school and learn fundamentals better mm-hmm. and instead of starting where i started and if i get compliments on being halfway decent uh just imagine how i could have been if i was given the proper footing right away because mm-hmm. it was all like there's an instagram video right now where this guy's like what you're seeing is the um, uh what you're seeing now is the result of a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. and i'm like that describes so much yes mm-hmm. you, you mentioned the awareness and it's so true for anyone wanting to get involved with wrestling now and i mean mm-hmm. especially with the internet and you can look oh you type in wrestling schools and you're gonna have you know 
you do that in Western Canada and you're going to have, you know, 30 schools pop up, you know, there's just mm -hmm. that many, but I mean, 2007, it was still so much, you didn't get that sort of, uh, you weren't privy to that yet. So, I mean, yeah. for, for your son now to be able to look into that, I mean, that's awesome for him. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you got the basics training with that guy. Mm -hmm. Where did the rest of it come along? Was it just from doing your matches? A lot of it was on on the road training or like on the job. And then like a, a veteran would like me or like, I, I try to be charming and nice. So mm -hmm. I, I don't be an asshole is a good one. Yeah. Uh, and they'll kind of pull you aside and, Hey, work on this. Hey, do this or get in the ring every time you can. Like I would, if a call time was four o'clock for a six o'clock door, I would be there at two o'clock setting up and getting in the ring every time I could. If there was a seminar within driving distance, I would be there. Mm -hmm. I, I did some, I did seminars with Lenny Lane, uh, Austin Aries, uh, D'Lo Brown, uh, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn was one of the best ones. Mm -hmm. He, him, Eddie Sharkey, and Austin Aries are like three specifically. Like afterwards, I felt different as a worker, just because they all gave me new, new tools to play with. Mm -hmm. And then another, like even just recently, as when like COVID happened, a lockdown. Uh, Sin, uh, Kazarni. Yeah. He opened up his uh, Las Vegas, the Snake Pit, or Future Stars of Wrestling. He opened up to like the online courses to okay. everyone. And I was like, I, during that downtime, I was sitting there every day, like treating it like I was college. Mm -hmm. And he would break things down for you. And like, so it's never like I'm done learning. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would try, and I'll, I'd always ask the veterans on shows for advice what can i do better what can i do this uh and also the peripheral hearing like i watched watch how this person does this and like watching just and breaking it down to a science mm -hmm. i mean to one thing i noticed when you said that was like the guys you were talking about seminars you know your austin aries your jerry lynn's your delo browns three completely different wrestlers all with different paths that you're able to take different stuff from incorporate yeah. them into yourself so that's very beneficial that was a, even the most recent one i, I did the one with dominic greeny mm -hmm. and it's not saying that i want to work his style but because we are two totally different types of workers but I want to learn if I am to work a Dom mm -hmm. or anyone that likes his style, how can I best help them? Mm -hmm. And so it's another tool in another paint color, paint color I can paint with yeah, and help them out when they're match. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think you, you should never be totally ignorant to learning. No, you're never, Arn Anderson says he does. He's never stopped learning. If the day you stop is the day you should be done. Mm-hmm. Like I even right now with me physically not being able to participate, uh, I hit up time bomb and mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, you're the bright Bryce is doing one. I'm like, I think that would be a smart thing for me to do right now. Cause it's a networking thing. And I am such an awkward person. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I bet you I could guarantee you I'll learn a little bit of something out of that. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the, uh, Bryce seminar, that's one that even like 
because I know I'm heading down for that show. And I thought even for myself, like with what I do, maybe there's something from there that I can incorporate into what I do just to, you know, improve, you know, my interview or improve, you know, promoting it's something, you know, like I'm sure that there's some piece of knowledge and it's just a great way to build off of that. Yeah. You can't like, even if there's a trickle down knowledge, mm-hmm. if something rubs off on you, it's at least it's not bad news or exactly. bad so even sometimes you learn what not to do (laughs) there you go (laughs) so i like to always ask about first matches and just who it was with and just everything about it so who was yours with oh god my first match was in cast lake minnesota uh it was a tag team match um i'm trying to remember exactly who was in it the real funny story is how it happened. Mm-hmm. It was my first day of training. 15 minutes of training. No one show someone didn't show up. Do you have anything you could wear? Gym shorts. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was gym shorts. Mm-hmm. So at least my butt looked good in them. <laughs> and I, I took a decent hip toss. Mm-hmm. So that was my oh so great start. That should have been my warning on what the hell am I getting myself in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's just also, I love this so much. I'll, I'll sure go right ahead. I don't recommend that for anyone. <laughs> don't do it that way. It's so bad for you. You have to really love something where afterwards, you know, you get thrust into it like that and you're just like, fuck yeah, I want to keep going. Yeah. Getting your start in like 2007. I mean, here we are in 2023. I mean, that's, I mean, 16 years of wrestling Mm. for yourself. I mean, you've been involved with it throughout in some aspect, how much has things changed for yourself and for the scene that you've seen? Uh, The scene I think is a lot healthier right now. Mm -hmm. I think the, there are people like myself and there's people like time bomb like trying to that have a love for professional wrestling and wanted to bring what we love to where we live uh, and expanding that market. And then there's so much talent nowadays. And uh, it used to be only like East coast. Indie was the only thing that was popping mm-hmm. now everywhere. Like it, you, you can't go and I don't know about Canada as well, but in, in the States you've got, if anything, the East Coast is like the slacking spot right now because the South uh, got like the Tennessee territory or like a, what was it Deadlock, I think, is based out of there. Yeah. Texas is bumping. Uh, West Coast has been killing it for the last couple of years. And now like the Midwest are finally starting to get the recognition I think we deserve. Mm-hmm. And that's like another thing. My goal with Destination Pro is I would see I was friendly with people from California. And I could see like it wasn't only PWG. Like there was APW. Right now, there's that West Coast Pro Wrestling, and they've been doing PCW, some great shows. PCW Ultra, I think, is like, uh, creatively and visually the coolest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Defy. I was like, why can't Minnesota be like that? Because mm-hmm. there are still some like crusty companies in the state, but as long as you have some that try, there's gonna be crusty p- crump companies everywhere you go. Yeah. But if you have like at least a few that are willing to not be assholes to each other, work with each other and be like, hey, if you will need if I need advice from somebody, I can go talk to uh, 
the owner of First Wrestling, or I can talk to Eric. So I don't deal with a lot of fly-in talent, but if I'm ever to do that, I can reach out to Time Bomb and be like, hey, mm-hmm. such or such, how would I work this to make, like, how do I make this make sense? Can you help me break it down? And they are, they're willing, because they want to see the, I think one thing that's healthy of the scene is a lot of people want to see other people rise up. Mm-hmm. And they don't want it. They don't want to see another crusty company or like, uh, what is it called? Uh, ta- the um, tax uh, tax companies where everybody gets their tax refund, so they want to run a show. Um, <laughs> basically, Mark's running con- shows yeah. that shouldn't be running shows. Uh, like, and my goal with like Destination Pro is, I don't want to do basically glorified autograph sessions. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm. I'm flying all these so or so people in just off the WWE television when, man, there's a lot of talent around the area that if you present them the way they should properly be presented, why can't we be? These are the stars. Mm -hmm. You look at that scene in the Midwest right now and Mm -hmm. any given weekend there is from top to bottom, there's a fantastic show of wrestling going on, whether it's in, Ohio, Iowa, Minnesota, it's there, Illinois, you know, like you can see a great show. So to be able to reach out and like, I know in the States, it's a lot more accessible, like driving wise, you know, you can drive, you know, three hours and hit four major cities throughout that. So like you can call up someone, get someone from Iowa and you're getting a fantastic talent to come work your show in Minnesota. It works out perfectly. So like to be able to use that, not have to rely on former WWE wrestlers or anything like that. Mm. It's a great tool for building your own company. Yeah. That's not knocking on like, if there are certain companies that do do the, they've bring in the former guys. And I understand that business model. Mm -hmm. And if that's works for you, that's great. That's Mm -hmm. awesome for you. But that's not what I want to do. Yeah. That there, there'll be a right time in the right place that maybe Destination Pro brings in a former name or a big indie name. Mm-hmm. And just, wow, the talent's so good around here. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. So my business model is working great. Like, I think through all of our events, we've had uh, NDS has become big stars up here. Uh, Free Range Kara's doing great. Mm-hmm. And like, this area was so never got uh, pro wrestling, like decent pro wrestling, that I'm bringing decent pro wrestling to them. So how how do I put this, man? Like, it's weird to say. Uh, trying to think what I'm trying to say here. My brain's kind of fried. I mean, you're almost being like you're you're giving wrestling fans in the area an option mm-hmm. that you never had when you were growing up, you know, to be able oh, to yeah. see these great shows, you know, and like, it's all with yeah. homegrown or local, local people. And I mean, to see that you're almost inspiring another, another generation of kids and people, fans, you know? So uh, uh, a way for me to, uh, uh, for, uh, for me to break it down is like when I first started wrestling, doing those cast Lake reservation shows, mm-hmm. uh, my mom came to like my first couple matches just to check it out. And that's what kind of she thought all the time when I was traveling, that was what I was doing. Cause it's such, that was the only thing around here. So people have this preconceived notion mm-hmm. of what indie wrestling is. And I'm like, bro, if you see the things I've seen, you don't understand this stuff is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
like uh she came to one show of mine that was I'm trying to think a few years ago and she came and it had the little decent production to it and I hell of a roster on it and she's like whoa this is totally different than what you used to i'm like right so i'm like ah if i bring that up here i can get that crustiness of the that's knocking the crust off of pro wrestling yeah and showing people the awesomeness it is Mm -hmm. like when done correctly wrestling is so much fun it's more than just wrestling there's that aspect that you need to have Mm -hmm. but uh, when I would go around talking like when we were first starting, I'm like, uh, Thief River is a town that has things for adults, like that you go out there, you drink, do what adults do. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But your kids are kind of off gallivanting. I was one of the little skateboarder and BMX kids. <laughs> so I, I was one of the troublemakers. Yeah. Hey, that's where you get your trouble. Yeah. Ha- and then you have this other thing where it's like children and like kids, like, plays in the park and things only for kids to do. So you're as a parent, you're like, Oh, this is boring or lame. This ain't fun. Mm-hmm. I was like, pro wrestling is the literally synergy. Mm-hmm. The mixture of that where an adult can come up there. Last, our last December event was at like the tail end of a, that really awful snowstorm we had in December. Mm-hmm. And we had people tailgating really yeah like talent was coming in the locker room like you guys know like there's somebody out there grilling i'm like hey they're having fun yeah. and, but like a lot of our audience in december was kids mm-hmm. so you you can have like you can have your fun as the adults because there's some drinking there mm-hmm. but your kids are just they just look around and they see the talent and they they're entertained it's it's such a great entertainment that in sport that you can you're interacting with it. Like mm-hmm. you go to a concert and yeah, you're singing, but you're kind of in your own little world. But like, if you're at a wrestling show, you're yelling at that guy and that dude's going to eventually yell back at you. Yeah. If he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I, you know, I went to, it was an all ages show a few weeks ago and you know, there's kids there, they're having fun and Hey, I'm all for that. You know, there's different, you know, wrestling promotions will do, do different things, you know, whether it's geared yeah. for kids or adults or whatever, I'm all for it. Do your thing. And, you know, I'll support wrestling. The, yeah. uh, the kids are yelling at one guy and the kid just, or the wrestler looks at him. He's like, you got a stupid haircut kid. And I'm, I'm howling because to me, that is exactly what I want to see at the show, you know, like, yeah. especially with kids, not yeah, that I'm a... picking on kids, but you know, Oh no, it's great. I got two of them. I love picking on them. I'll throw some at him right now. <laughs> No, he didn't. And now he pays attention, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's like the fun thing about Destination Pro is because there, even how I say there's that diverse, like you say, the all age show where it's primarily mm-hmm. kids, there's primarily like adult oriented shows. Mm-hmm. I, I think Destination Pro is kind of the great mixture of both, mm-hmm. where we do have we have the stuff for children, but we also have the fun aspects for the adults too. Like we we'll have some hardcore stuff here and there but it's not to an extreme it's we f- try and find the middle ground we mm-hmm. want a little bit of everything for everyone now i mean destination pro how did this all come to be uh the fact that the there was nothing up here yeah that like uh there's time bomb but time bomb does is grand forks fargo yeah 
and they cater more to a punk rock uh not necessarily all wrestling fans but like uh more adult oriented and it's a fun thing to do mm-hmm. and then there is the kids side thing so i was like that's i'm like I don't want to mess with Time Bomb at all because I like what they're doing. I think mm-hmm. they're great. They're awesome people. But I'm like, I think there's a family environment. Like, I'm more of a family man nowadays. So why uh, why should I wait for somebody to start something? Why can't I? Mm-hmm. I've made the contacts through my years in wrestling. I The hardest part was eventually biting the bullet and buying a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. And I just went and got my wife drunk and let her agree, agree to me <laughs> finally buying one. <laughs> but, so, so that's where it kind of came from. I was like, I know I have the knowledge and like I would, I don't sit there and just watch wrestling like a normal person. I sit there and study it and I see, I would see how California was doing their things. And like, if I could somehow manage to make this Northwest Minnesota part, like I'm not looking to go crazy. Uh, work in Iowa, work in Wisconsin. Uh, maybe I'll dip my toe into North Dakota a little bit. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's not my idea. It's not my goal. Right now, I just want to worry about my little territory or mm-hmm. so. And if I, if we could somehow wor- be worker-friendly where if someone's to work in Minneapolis and say they have a booking in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. maybe we can work something out where they squeeze in Thief River. Mm-hmm. I was like, or uh, work Grand Forks or something, just something where why has it got to be a black hole here, man? Yeah, it could be cool. <laughs> so, I mean, Destination Pro that only started within the past few years, correct? Yeah, yeah. I was a super smart guy and wanted to start it straight out of a pandemic. <laughs> hey, our, I'm looking at the poster, our first show was September 18th. Oh, was it 2021? Yeah. And I've seen where, like, North Dakota had the worst habit of they'd get, like, a company start rocking, Mm -hmm. but then they would do it too much. And then the fans are like, you'll have your hardcores that come to every show, Mm -hmm. but the market just gets oversaturated. They're like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it anymore. I'm like, that's uh, Destination Pro is we run them quarterly. That's my goal is to run them at the time until I feel it's comfortable to expand it. Yeah. But it wouldn't be necessarily just running Thief River. If once we expand, I want to run another town Mm -hmm. and then we can start upping the schedule. And as like, we keep everything, make it feel special. And that way, every event you come to, you're seeing something. Mm -hmm. You feel like you were at a thing. It wasn't like, Oh, that was kind of a letdown of a show. Yeah. Every show is a show like Mm -hmm. the show. Like some people are like, oh, a little show we did last April. Like, oh, how are you guys going to top that? We're going to crown a champion on the next one. Mm-hmm. So you, you're you're a part of each each some. It still feels special. Yeah, there's something to look forward to throughout them. Yeah, and it's not like, oh, hey, we're going to be back here in. So we're run if we we're to run our next one's April, mm-hmm. April fifteenth. Get your tickets when they go on sale. Uh. April 15th. We're not saying like, oh, we'll be here May 16th. And I'm like, oh, if I don't see this one, I'll see you the next time. Nah, dude. It, it, we'll be back hopefully September. 
mm-hmm. and people are gonna be still popping off of this one. So get your ticket before it ain't there no more. Uh, just since you mentioned tickets, when do they go on sale? They'll be going on sale this Saturday. Oh, perfect. I don't know. I think it's the. Oh, oh give me one second here. I'll come. I think it's the nineteenth. The. Uh... Yep, it'll be or this Sunday, so the nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. That'll be when tickets are up on sale. When you ran your first show, I mean, even the build up to it, what was the overall response you got from the community and from the fans? Well, at first it was because a lot of people thought of crusty wrestling. Yeah. So they're like, oh, what's this going to be like? But then a lot of my local friends and family would see pictures of me on on social media. And they're like, well, that's totally different. And if there was ever something running around here, I'd be like, I have nothing to do with that. I wouldn't be associated with certain things. If I'm to do something, I'm to do it right. Mm Mm-hmm. And even what I'm doing is not necessarily always right because I'm in lo- the learning aspect of mm-hmm. certain parts of this business. Like right after our first show, I texted or I messaged uh, some of the female talent. And I was like, what could I do as a promoter to make you feel better and more comfortable in the locker room? Like, just give me an idea. Because mm-hmm. we, we were told the story of one of the talents uh, being a little creepy. And I'm like, wow. Oh, Safe to say that talent ain't never been on another show. Yeah. Um, I was like, what could I do to prevent that? And I'd like to be my locker room to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. And she gave me some advice and I learned and done better, I hope. Mm-hmm. So like on our first event, uh, I think my social media, like marketing on it, uh, I see how things go down in Thief River and they're not marketed very well. Whoever is the marketer or does things in this town, they should all be goddamn ashamed of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, they shouldn't be ashamed of themselves because they probably don't know of how to properly do things. Like one of the, some of the old school brothers I always talk to, they're like, can't beat word of mouth of fire, brother. I'm like, you, they have a point. Because mm-hmm. if I am to go to a show, if they're, if I'm driving to a, a event that's not mine, if I stop anywhere within the hour of that event and I'm stopping at a gas station or something communal and I don't see an event poster, I'm a little worried going in there. Mm-hmm. So I think I, in Thief River alone, I plaster everywhere. You cannot stop somewhere without seeing my ugly mug. Mm-hmm. And then I travel everything within an hour, hour around bars, gas stations, if I can, a bank and make sure everyone's got to at least see it once. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I tried to make daily drops on things. So it felt like I, w- throughout my travels in wrestling, I've buddied up with a lot of graphic designers and some, they're so talented mm-hmm. and such an unsung heroes in the business that like you see posters nowadays and they're still just so disgusting. They're, some like, of them are terrible. Be a shame. Yeah. I am the ones um, I th- believe on Sunday when we drop the tickets, we're going to show this new event poster, and it's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And that's also the like my creativeness is like how do ninety percent of the time it's how do I steal a Japanese wrestling poster and make it mine because no one's seen it here. Mm-hmm. Might as well steal. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this one, I I saw the movie Bullet Train. And the okay. last summer, and I loved the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting around, and 
the song Bulletproof. Do you remember that? Uh, by mid two thousand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to that on my headphones because it really popped up. I love the song. And uh, just like recently, uh, Jason Strife passed away. Yeah. And his thing was Bulletproof. And I'm like, ooh, Bullet Train. It looked like it all stormed at me. I hit my graphics guy. I'll be like, this is what I want. This is where I want this. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just the weird way my brain works. It hits me and I start going down a tunnel. So like, I made sure my shit looked professional. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to put it out there, I want my wrestlers to look like stars. I want them to be presented in a way. And I want someone to be like, even if they don't know of Destination Pro, they can see my post and be like, that's quality. Like they could, they can go to the gas station. And recently they did a big uh, BMX kind of thing, or not BMX, but dirt cross, motocross mm-hmm. at the arena. And I was like, oh, that's a great thing because we have a lot of those people into this. And I saw the draw and it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. But if you, and you can't say they didn't market it correctly because uh, they did the Facebook ad. And okay. that is a great helpful tool uh, that if you are a promoter, especially if you don't work in a metropolitan area, like you can use social media a little bit in the, or in the cities and get quite away with just people sharing it themselves. Mm-hmm. Small town areas, do that advertisement. Don't go crazy with it. Be re- reasonable. Just do a $50 ad. And that's going to expand so many eyes to bring them to your small town. Mm-hmm. And it helps it out. And so it looks professional and like the motocross thing, it was like a little eight by 10 piece of paper at the gas stations. Like, God, man, like if you, if you want a hookup, like hit me up, I I got a good poster dude and -hmm. they do great work and pretty cheap. (laughs) I'll, I'll never get over some of the posters I've seen, whether it's for local shows or even ones that are shared online. And it looks like it was done in like Microsoft paint, you know, and, Yes. the way the people are like you know dropped on there and everything like i saw one yep. it was advertising like little guido on a show and it looked like they had like taken his face from a different picture and imposed it on a different picture's body and it's like what are you guys doing here <laughs> uh i saw uh, me and uh time bomb eric like to talk a little bit and usually it's we'll find like something super shitty and send it to each other and be like can you believe this and we're like oh this is amazing it's like yeah me and danny duggan we'll try to find the worst match possible mm-hmm. and we'll make each other sit through it we'll oh, just discuss it later you guys are jerks <laughs> no but it's like the bad like, yeah when you oh, love yeah. something so much seeing it done so bad you almost have a whole new appreciation for it mm-hmm. like there was one match I watched where a guy comes out in his hometown and he announces his match as a tribute for his dead uncle who like recently passes away. And I'm like, hold on, this is about to get really good. And next thing he's like, I, this next match is dedicated to so-and-so. And he fucking heals the crowd. What the I was hell? like, yes, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Uh, someone was watching the Mark Henry uh, promo before that, the retirement one. It was like, I got to go on the crowd. <laughs> but I don't, well, I'm pretty sure like his uncle dying was a shoot. So, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's a rough one. <laughs> so, I mean, with Destination Pro, how many shows have you guys run so far? This next one will be our fifth. Fifth show. Uh, yeah. 
it, I, like I love that. I think it's great to see, especially in a town that doesn't have that, you know, that you're trying to build something with. So, um, now, I mean, I, I did want to ask about advice that you were going to give, but I mean, just saying the Facebook ad is I think huge for anyone who's whether mm-hmm. running a show or even I think in different aspects of wrestling, it's something you can easily take advantage of. Uh-huh. If, if I'm to give in it, like, so being a worker in like the first part, I always think of this. It's always in the back of my mind. Like what, co- what would I want from a company that I would work for? Mm-hmm. Like, do I want cool looking graphics that it's not embarrassing to share on social media? Uh, do I want uh cool, ca- like cameras ready to be there? Do I want lighting up? Like we do, we put, we put pride in like, well, our produ- production isn't like we ain't we ain't got like a whole huge budget. Like ninety percent of this is done by me. Mm-hmm. I I ain't no rich man. I I work for all this shit myself. My wife helps out. And uh, last show, I had my baby sister help me set the ring up. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna offer to put some, some offer to help me. I'm putting your ass to work. <laughs> so like we don't got this crazy budget. But we we have a heart, and mm-hmm. that's one thing. Like you can't break our heart because after that last show, I haven't taken a day off. Mm-hmm. I've been doing something every day. Like you may have a a much larger budget than I do, but you can't match my drive. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you're taking times to breathe and relaxing while my wife's trying to talk with me, and I'm thinking of angles and. Uh, art designs and things like this and she has to look at me and snap at me like all right i'm back i'm back so i'm like think of uh one of the things i wanted to make sure was like uh, when we run in thief river hotels for the boys Mm -hmm. i want to make sure they're no matter who this minimum people travel is like five hours and i know how much that sucks Mm -hmm. And I, 90% of the time, am doing that on my own. So I would go work around the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. And being a family man, I like to try to be around my kids as much as possible. So I'll go down, I'll do the show, I'll hang out with the boys, and then I turn around, and I start booking my ass right back home. Mm -hmm. That's a long day of travel. Mm -hmm. But that's a sacrifice you kind of got to do. And But if I was offered a free room from a promoter, you know how grateful I would be for that? Yeah, I so I try to give that off onto the boys, make sure they feel comfortable there, make sure my audience is having a great time. I don't try to bullshit my audience. Like that's one thing. Like just try to think constantly in your brain. If I was working this show, would I be proud to be working this show? Mm-hmm. And like I think a lot. Of, one thing the boys I think notice is the extra effort I put into things. I really. It, it may seem minute and a small detail to somebody, but un, unbeknownst to them, I've thought about that thing about 30 bajillion different ways, mm-hmm. like how to maximize this. And I, uh, When we announced the tickets dropping, I, we had the, a comic book drawing of Ryan Cruz with the championship. Mm-hmm. I was like, no one else has done it around here. Mm-hmm. I think it looks super cool. And I also told him, like, yo, when's, after I promote it, here you go, have it. Sell it as an eight by ten. It'll be fucking cool, dude. Yeah. I, and then I had like, for the most part, like I think things out like long term, mm-hmm. and how will 
how does this reach this and it's not overly complicated where a fan can just drop in at any second and then be like okay i get it mm-hmm. and it isn't like oh you should have been here at the last one or blah 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 blah, blah. yeah sometimes like i see uh when i was working out in wisconsin a lot they had these like crazy overly complicated storylines that I, to me i'm like do you really think your audience knows what you're talking about mm-hmm. and there might be some that do and i'm sure they appreciate it but there's a lot of them they're like why is this guy doing this for some weird reason now yeah i'm like you guys can't can't forget that you're Imagine every time you're out there, it's a new set of eyes seeing you. I think that's something that some people, they, they forget, you know, and, you know, mm. you have those long convoluted storylines. It's like, this could be a brand new set of eyes who they've never seen it before. And that's almost how you have to approach it, you know, like, yep. it's, you know, like, you almost want to treat them like they don't, not to say this in like a mean way, but like that they don't know anything. So yeah. th- that's how you have to go with it, you know, like... Uh- very much that's kind of like how i like you you're kind of um like you said not being mean or anything but you're baby feeding it to them yeah and if it's easily digestible that's great and if there's a story that like we do have since we only run thief river right now we do have a core audience that comes to every event so we can have a drops of a longer term thing Mm -hmm. but i gotta remember at the core of the show is everyone there is new and is going to have a great time is going to learn these people's names. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, my, once we announced the championship match, I think it is, uh, our people that have come to every event are going to be super excited with it. Mm-hmm. But then I also know the new people that are going to come to it are going to see a kick-ass match. Mm-hmm. So there's the both sides to that where I'm feeding my hardcores, but I'm also giving something great to my new people coming mm-hmm. in. Um, I got a few more things for you, then I'll let you go. But before I get no, to that, the uh, the upcoming show, it's April 15th. Yep. Tickets are going on sale February 19th. Yep. And they'll be able to hit up your social media and all of that to find out where to get them in that, correct? Yep. And location, just in case if you know you have someone who is... Thief River Falls Armory. Perfect. The, uh, there is a street number and address, but I don't remember it. But it's this the Thief River Falls Armory. Quite easy. It's a small town. Easy to find. <laughs> um, before Go to start... Dairy Queen and just walk. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll find it. It'll just be at... the loudest, coolest thing going on. You can't help it but see it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, we were talking before we started recording it, because I mentioned the first time I saw you was at the Time Bomb Pro Show mm-hmm. in Grand Forks. Uh, you and Nick Nelson, and you guys uh, managed to take down the chandelier. Um, mania, baby. <laughs> now, what were the repercussions coming out of that? Because, I mean, that was a high-end chandelier. Oh, actually, the owner of the bar said thank you. <laughs> He's like, I was planning on taking them out anyway. I'm like, you're welcome. You want to begin to slide me a couple bucks for doing that for you? <laughs> that, you know, that the was... funny thing is, we that what we what we did to take that out was the alternate to what we all we really wanted to do because we're like oh we'll definitely take it out if what we wanted to (laughs) and then when we did it i'm like how the fuck did we do that and he's like i'm sorry (laughs) like oh 
I mean, being in Winnipeg, I mean, Grand Forks is, you know, two and a half hours away. So like when they announced the show, I was like, well, why not? You know, I'll go down and check it out. And it was a very fun show. It was much more family oriented for a time bomb show, but it was still if I'm booked on a time bomb show. Then no <laughs> shit. It's a family show. <laughs> but it was still a whole lot of fun, like from top to bottom. So yeah. Um, yeah what, I like hanging out. At. So prior to that, I have worked a couple time bomb shows, but I was the maskless ghouls. Okay. Well, when they do the kaiju thing, I'm mm-hmm. usually the big guy that gets put into it. <laughs> I don't do deathmatch wrestling. It's just not my style. It's not something I'm into. Mm-hmm. And Eric will hit me up occasionally. He's like, hey, what are you doing with this? I'm like, so Josh Price doesn't do that. But jo- to Josh Kappas, that sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> just being a part of it, you know, just to be able to have fun with it. Yeah. Um. Now, I mean, okay, we talked about that. Uh, for you, wrestling, that's still a ways away. I mean, you're still on the road yeah. to recovery. But, I mean, I think everyone should go out of their way and grab tickets for the upcoming show because I think it'll be a blast from what I've heard so far. So now, especially with me being out of the ring, it's I can put the more of a focus on everything, other aspects of the thing, mm-hmm. so our, our other show. And... This card that once we start dropping things, like we've got some people debuting, some people coming back, they ain't been here in a while, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. I'm, I got told by the armory. So the armory has been a great building for us. We're very cool, chill out with us. So last time I'm pretty sure Brandon Gord broke one of their fancy chairs and they never said anything to me. So I'm like, okay, hey, cool with me. <laughs> but we uh they have their own tables normally we like to break tables so we have our own mm-hmm. but uh someone's like oh that's a stage and i'm like Ooh. and i brought it up to them and they're like uh so you know how pro wrestling noah and like all the 90s japanese wrestling had the ramp that goes to the ring yeah be there in april oh look at that we're, we're making that fucking armory look sweet <laughs> <laughs> every time people come there they're like there's always something you maybe my fucking brain how it works is like uh, I get bored with things so I want to change something or make everything seem different enough or like oh that's cool or different aspect or upping the thing of each show Mm -hmm. and the way or what I have planned out in the layout of the building people if you see a picture of the armory compared to the picture of my uh, Brian I want to give a shout out to Brian Kursky uh, Kursky picks on social media an amazing photographer that comes up from Minneapolis and oh man if you see the pictures we post on social media he you see that and then you see like just the normal picture of the armory you can't even tell it's that building incredible it's such a blank slate it's just nothing mm-hmm. but then you come to our event and you walk through the door I'm like I want that wow factor yeah I'm like oh fuck this is pretty cool man just walking in mm-hmm. like I remember uh, I took my oldest son to the Cow Palace for New Japan. Okay. And he's gone to a few indie shows with me. Been on like my shows. I hung out. And that's kind of used to it. I told him, hey, we're going for you graduating school in the summer. We're going to go to San Francisco. Now growing up, he knows the uh, historical aspect of the Cow Palace and how cool it is that he got to go to it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he walked through the curtain, uh, he thought he was just having a fun trip. Like, we went to an APW show, and to him, that was kind of like, oh, it's a normal daddy show. Yeah. 
But then we went to New Japan, and he walked through the curtain, and he fucking turns around and gives me the biggest hug, just because he was like, "This is it. This yeah. is the shit." I was like, "I want to kind of, if I can somehow capture that emotion, mm-hmm. where like, even if you got to drag your friend who's like, oh, I don't go to pro wrestling because it's what they think pro wrestling is." When they walk through the door, they see my sweet, beautiful wife because she's the one that's taking the tickets. I'm only being so sweet because she's up on the couch right now. She can hear me. Maybe she laughs. But uh, her and her friend are the ones that take the tickets and they go through and they walk through the door. And there's, they're like, you can't help but be impressed, especially mm-hmm. if you're from Thief River and you know what that building looks like. Mm-hmm. You're like, whoa, this looks nothing like that. I always tell like people who, you know, kind of have a perception of wrestling or who have never been to a show that if you go in with an open mind and like something, you know, that you can have fun with, you're going to have a great time. If you go in mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, what is this crap? Then you'll hate it. But like going with an open mind, you will love wrestling. 100%. As I, uh, last show in December, when I was starting to put a poster, I stopped at the local dominoes and i was like oh, can i put up posters for my event and they're really cool nice people and i had some old farm boy some redneck dude come up to me and he's like oh what are you putting up posters for i was like ah oh, pro wrestling and we're doing at the armory on this day and he kind of gives me the snipe huh, good luck with that i'm <laughs> like oh motherfucker <laughs> you watch out now because <laughs> if you look we had a hell of a house Mm-hmm. And we were battling a snowstorm. We basically, that last show showed me how much of our audience is a lot of driving people too. Because mm-hmm. there, I won't say it wasn't our best drawing show, but we had a great crowd. They were reacting to everything. They had a great time. And it also showed me Grand Forks of Fargo people definitely come out to this. Mm-hmm. So there's the there's that (laughs) i think you see that a lot more in the states where people will be willing to drive you know two or three hours to go check out a show because like i don't know too many people from brandon who drive in to winnipeg for a wrestling show i'm sure there are a few but you you just don't hear about it as much that's odd because god you guys are so far away from each other you have no choice but to travel I guess because they do get the odd show there, you know, you'll get a CWE show once mm. every six months or like, I think cloud nine is running there in the future. So they do get the odd one, but hey. I don't know. Just don't get it. Hey, they tell them people from Brandon to come to Thief river. There you go. The, uh, we got a nice river. You guys can go fishing after the show. It's great. <laughs> summer, summertime hit up a show down there. Yeah. Um, I always like to ask for a match recommendation that you think the listeners should go check out one you're a fan of, but I'm going to ask you for a great Muda match recommendation. You think? Ooh, Ooh, that was a dangerous one for how long you got. I got Uh, them all. I'll I'll try and give you just one. Okay. Okay. Give you a top three. You can give me a top three. Okay. Let's go. Uh, It's a fan cam one. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the G1? I don't remember the year, but it's Kiji Muda versus Big Van Vader. Ooh. And it has the absolute. So if you like Vader Sting matches from WCW, mm-hmm. basic same story, but the crowd is so much more invested in Muda that once he goes over Vader, they at Ria Goku, they used to just sit on the cushions. Mm-hmm. They fucking chuck them into the ring and bury them. 
Like Muda is just like the basically the ECW chair throwing yeah. spot with cushions, and it's in a celebratory thing. It is the coolest ending. And then there's a a ninety five with Muda versus Regal. That's okay. a great match. Uh, God damn man. Okay, my all time always go to is it's not the not everyone loves it, but two parter. Great Muda versus Hakushi or Shinzaki. Yeah. And then Muda versus Liger. Okay. Where he takes the mask off and has the paint, body paint underneath the first time he did Kinshin Liger. Mm-hmm. Man, it's not technically the greatest match, but the story is so cool. Like, think of it. You got this demon-possessed human fighting this space Liger guy. And then he pissed him off so bad he fucking evolves into another version <laughs> and that's even more vicious. It's like, ah, oh, wrestling's so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening, um, if they're not already following you, because we already announced or you mentioned the show April 15th, tickets on mm-hmm. sale, February 19th, grab them. Um, if they're not following you already, where can they find you on social media? Uh my personal social media. So uh, a lot of people find me on Facebook and they find my normal one, That's but that's more family-oriented. Um, I would say follow me on Instagram at Priceless Josh. Uh, Destination Pro, I'm usually tagged right. You can follow. If you find one, you'll find the other. Uh, Des- uh, Priceless, or is it Josh underscore Priceless on Twitter? I am terrible at Twitter. <laughs> so I just basically either say something really stupid or I just retweet old Japanese wrestling things I see. <laughs> Um, I, I'm punching up your your Twitter. We'll get the proper one. It is uh, Josh underscore Priceless. Hey, I got it. Cool. <laughs> I think uh, there is a Facebook fan page, but I never do anything on it. Okay, I, I just don't. <laughs> yeah, it's the same with my Facebook. The page, Destination I, I, Pro I one, though, I am. We are quite active on that. We try to be very active on social media with Destination Pro things, mm-hmm. like, especially on the build up to an event. Uh. There will be the lull after a show because mm-hmm. we need to get everything set up for the next one. But even then, we're still quite... Um, since December to... Oh, last show to December till our next show in April, I have almost something planned for a daily drop or sponsorships, storyline progression on a little bit of things, uh, the event posters, the actual event poster announcements like talent announcements coming out like uh storm grayson will be back in april 15th for us if you if uh, fans know of freelance wrestling he just won their championship uh it'd be great to have him back uh alice car a big al alice crowley okay she'll she'll be making her debut oh nice yeah so it'll be a hell of a show nice do you know, Josh, I'm very stoked for your upcoming show. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate this. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you so much to Josh Price for joining me on the Grain Maker Wrestling Podcast. Definitely check him out on social media. Hit up that Destination Pro show April 15th. It should be a fantastic one. Definitely go out there and support. Thank you to him. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. Email Grainmaker, Grainmaker Podcasts, I think it is. Try that one, GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. 
up on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, and up on all social media platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. And I got t-shirts available for sale, 25 bucks a piece. Hit me up, very fashionable, or go to whatamaneuver.net, search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, and you can grab one off there. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.